0: So we continue on in our series today, and as I, as I mentioned to you last week, I always like to do this when, when I have series, so we can remind ourselves where we've been, and so, uh, so let's see if we can do this together. When we start to add weeks, it becomes a little bit more challenging, and I promise you it's all okay. Sometimes I have to remind myself, and I'm the one who preached the sermon, so it's okay. So what was week number one? Church is... Nicely done. Church is for everyone. And week number two was last week. Church is community. Church is community. And today, week number three. Church is family. Church is family. So um you're going to find this about me, too. I love to hear some of your thoughts uh, as we go along in our preaching time. So I'm going to ask you a question, and I give you permission to call out the answer. I don't give you permission to call out anything randomly, but to the answer of what I'm saying, okay? Okay, okay, we've got that squared away. All right, so what would you say is family? What is family other than church? Because that's a gimme. Right? What is family? Love? Love. Absolutely. Caring. Sharing? I didn't hear that. It's so hard with mass. Someone call it out to me again. Happiness. Amen. Sharing. Caring. Reliability. Thanks, Andy. Support, Support. or supportive. belonging. Oh, yes. Did I hear one more? Did someone say drama (laughs) and therapy? Yeah, I I think I heard both of those too, drama and therapy. Amen. Amen. And if that's not what you said, it works. (laughs) Amen. There's so many ways we can define family, no doubt about it. We will all give incredibly diverse answers if we have a moment just to speak that out loud. Our families of origin may be our best friends. We may talk with them and visit regularly. Or not. Or not. Our families of origin may have been part of the pain that we experience in our journey and rejection and they may be a mixture of both it might be all just a big mixed bag i have heard some of your stories and i've heard stories before today and before this church of family some are wonderful some are painful especially stories of our family of origin. Here is good news today. We hear in the scripture this morning, in the book of Ephesians, that many have already named and claimed from this church, church is family. Church is family. In Ephesians chapter 1, we hear this idea now first of all ephesians chapter one is an epistle right ephesians is an epistle and and some of you may know what that is some of you may not know what that is my apologies if i'm explaining something that you already know so well but an epistle is a letter it's a letter and in this case it's a pauline epistle and so that means it was written by paul or suspected to be written by Paul, at least. And, and these, I always find a bit interesting, these letters. There are a few of those in the New Testament. It's a, a bit like peeking in on someone's private business. We're reading their letter. I mean, the scriptures are so beautiful, aren't they? The scriptures contain so many different genres of stories, and and, and some uh, were were even stories that were passed down uh, verbally from person to person, generation to generation, and then ultimately were written down. I mean, it's just beautiful. There's poetry and song, isn't there? And there's letters, these epistles. And so we have one of these today that we get to take a little bit of a peek into it reminds me of one of my sisters, my sister Laura. She is the curator at the U.S. at the OSU Bird—I want to make sure I say this right—OSU Bird Polar Exploration Center. The Bird Polar Exploration Center. It's very interesting, and part of that collection that she works on is um, is letters from Admiral Byrd and to Admiral Byrd. And people will come from all over the place just to read his letters. Isn't that interesting? Just to know a little bit about what he was thinking and who he was. Same with the epistles in the scripture. Same goes for us today. So, Ephesians 1, 5 says this. He destined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of his will. We were destined for adoption to be God's children. Family. Now, there are plenty of other scriptures that talk about the family of God. I'm just going to share two more with you, but you could really have fun studying this if you wanted to. 1 John 3, 1 through 2, another epistle. See what kind of love that God has given to us, that we should be called children of God. Beautiful, isn't it? And here's one from the gospel lesson. This is one from Jesus, the story of Jesus. While he, Jesus, was still speaking to the people, behold, his mother and his brothers stood outside asking to speak to him. But he replied to the man who told him, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? Stretching out his hand toward his disciples, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and my sister and my mother. We are the family of God. Now, I love the idea that church is family. But what I wanted to make sure I express to you today is that it's not just a wonderful, warm, and fuzzy idea. I think it is that, honestly. I love it. It does bring me warmth and happiness and hope to know that. It's also a biblical idea. It is scriptural that we are part of a family of God. Now, Let me share with you this idea of being part of a family. Being in a family comes with it responsibility. Yeah? You think so? Absolutely. Being part of a family, it's responsibility that comes as part of that. We share the chores together in families, don't we? Or we should. (laughs) We we join together in so many different ways. As a matter of fact, um, you may have noticed that there's a zucchini right up here with me today. (laughs) I just, you know, don't randomly travel with zucchini, (laughs) but I have one here with me today to illustrate a point for you. This actually came from our garden, by the way, and um, I know it's, it's, it's big, but it's not the biggest one. Uh, and if you grow zucchini, you know what I'm talking about, right? It's almost like uh, we have magic plants. They're, they have gone everywhere. And we just had so few, I, th- I think there were maybe like two or three plants. And they're all over our backyard now. One has actually climbed up over our neighbor's fence and is working its way on the other side. I, it's, and I, I, I told them they can have any of the zucchini that pops up over there. It's all theirs. I don't care. <laughs> I have plenty to give away. So... Uh, and growing up, uh, I grew up in the country. My dad was a businessman by trade, but he was also uh, from a family, a very large family, uh, And they all were uh, farmers, except my dad, who was a businessman. And so uh, we grew up gardening. We grew up, uh, especially in the summers, outside, in the garden, growing things. Um, so much so that we ran our own vegetable stand. So my sisters and I, every summer, would run our vegetable stand by the roadside. And people would stop and buy veggies from us. And uh, it was it was really important for my parents to teach us how to uh, learn how to uh, work hard for our money, and and we would buy all of our school clothes with the money we made from the vegetable stand. And my dad used to say uh, to us, girls, you need to get up really early uh, to pick the vegetables out of the garden because they taste better that way. (laughs) And so uh, we would trudge out, me especially, not happily, uh, stomp out to the garden behind our dad and uh, we would start picking. And I would say things to him like, the only reason you had children was so they could do your chores for you. I did. I've said that before to my parents. Uh, And then also, um, I I said to him, this was probably uh, the favorite, and it has been repeated to me more than once um, as an adult, but I I used to say to him, when I get old, (laughs) I think I passed that, but when I get old, uh, dad, I will never eat fresh vegetables. (laughs) I will buy everything canned just to show you. And uh, he, he would laugh and shake his head at me. Oh, Becky. <laughs> Families share chores together. And you know what? It's still the same in the church, isn't it? We are a family family. And we share responsibilities for ministry, for connection. And so uh, church isn't a spectator sport. Uh, we don't just come and sit and we're not just entertained and then we leave. That's not what church is about. Church is about all of us connecting and growing and, and sharing our talents and our gifts with each other. And, and it's just important that we're all part of the responsibility of church together. And then also, being in a family, as you've heard me say already, isn't always easy. As a matter of fact, sometimes it's just really, really complicated and downright painful. We will differ in our opinions, even in the church. Oh, we'd like to think that we all get along because we're nice church people, right? But that's not exactly how it works. We have some strong opinions, We don't always see eye to eye. You know what? That's still okay. We can disagree, and we can grow from it, and we can still stay connected and love each other as we work through our differences. Being in a family isn't always easy, but it's worth it. And being in a family helps us understand who and whose we are. I know my tribe. My tribe defines me. Being part of my family, being part of this family defines me. And I love that definition. And I know that you do too. King Avenue has a reputation, you know that, right? In the best of ways of being loving, caring of everyone. It's beautiful. It tells us who you are, and it tells us whose you are. You belong to God. You belong to the family of God. Church is a family that we have a privilege of choosing. I have had so many responses to my question, church is, but that's definitely one that I've heard multiple times. Church is a family that you get to choose. People drive many miles to be part of this church, this family. Finally, let me share with you a little reading from a book that was written many years ago. Actually, I believe it was late 70s, maybe early 80s by an evangelist by the name of Reuben Welch. You might still be able to get it. I'm not sure if it's it's still in print or not, but I, you might be able to if you if you are so inclined. It's a book entitled, We Really Do Need Each Other. And it's all about the church and how we need to be with one another. We need to be in this church family together. I won't read too much of it to you, but I do want to share with you just an excerpt it explains it so beautifully to me. Church is no place for get in or get out. It's get in. Get in. I know, don't you, that it is God's intention that we go together as a body. You know something? We're all just people who need each other, and we're all learning And we've all got a long journey ahead of us. But we've got to go together. And if it takes us till Jesus comes, we better stay together. We better help each other. And I dare say that by the time we get there, all the sandwiches will be gone. And all the water will be gone. And all the backpacks will be empty. But no matter how long it takes us, we've got to go together. Brothers and sisters, we've got to go together. Because that's how it is in the church. With all of us in love, in care, in support, in mutuality, we really do need each other. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen.